Garage Fly Radio with Jukebox and the Boz. Thanks for joining us here today. I'm Jukebox, and with me as always, my sidekick, my Wonder Woman, the Boz. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Is that a cape and a cowl I see? Well, yes, it is. It's time for our comic book classics episode where we're featuring DC's Batman and Robin and Marvel's Amazing Spider-Man. That's awesome. Well, then, let's get this party started on Garage Fly Radio. No, 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 no. Batman and Robin, the dynamic duo, the Cape Crusaders fighting for righteousness and battling the evil forces of crime. Batman and Robin, in reality, Bruce Wayne and his young ward, Dick Grayson, live at the Wayne Townhouse in Gotham City, where only their butler, Alfred, knows the secret of their true identities. From their hidden Batcave, with their fully equipped scientific laboratory deep beneath the Wayne House, using the powerful Batmobile and Batplane, with their own amazing physical skills and knowledge of criminology, Batman and Robin are able to strike out against the forces of evil wherever they may be in the world. But where did they begin? How and why did Bruce Wayne become the Batman and Dick Grayson Robin? This is the true story, the legend of Batman and Robin. Bruce Wayne was the only child born to Gotham City's millionaire Thomas Wayne and his wife Martha. As the only heir to wealth and power, young Bruce was raised by his parents in the finest traditions of life. They were proud of his excellent scholastic record and his achievements as an athlete. One fateful summer evening, when young Bruce and his parents were walking home to their townhouse on their way back from a nearby dinner party, Gosh, it's certainly a nice night, isn't it? Yes, but it's awfully dark here. Thomas, isn't the street unusually dark? Yes, the street lights seem to be out. Sorry, we didn't take the car now. Don't move, any of you. And you won't get hurt. Oh. Watch out, he's got a gun. What is this? It's a stick-up, buddy. And I'll start with that nice jewelry you're wearing, lady. No, my necklace. Yeah. Oh. Take your hands off my wife. Mister, I told you to be quiet or else. Give me that purse, too, lady. Oh, oh dare you. Give me that gun. No, Thomas! I warned you, you asked for it! <laughs> Dad! Thomas, you've killed him! Help! Police! I'm gonna have to shut you up, too, lady. <gasps> Mother! No! You murderer! You punk! You're next! <laughs> the gun's jammed! I gotta get out of here! Fast! Mother! Dad! Gangster's bullets killed his parents and made an orphan out of young Bruce. The terror and shock of that terrible moment and the thought of revenge against the criminal haunted the lonely boy until finally he made a decision and wrote an historic entry in his diary. And I swear by the spirits of my parents to avenge their deaths by spending the rest of my life fighting criminals, I will make war on crime. As the years passed and the boy grew into manhood, he used his family inheritance for this one dedicated purpose. Working in almost total isolation, training his mind and his body as no man had ever done, he became a master scientist, building his own vast laboratory beneath the house. 
He read and studied all the literature of criminology and police science, and he trained his body to physical perfection until he was able to perform amazing athletic feats and master the arts of self-defense. Throughout the years of study, Bruce's only companion was the family butler, Alfred, who had helped to look after young Bruce after his parents' death. Mr. Wayne, sir, it's terribly late. Hadn't you better retire soon? Alfred, it's ten years tonight since my parents were... since I... Yes, sir, I know. And you've hardly left the house at all these past few weeks. All these years, my research, my studies, it's time I put them to work, Alfred. I think I'm ready now to fulfill that vow. I have my equipment, my weapons, and my father's fortune to use. Now it's time for action. I've kept my plans secret from the world for a reason. I must have a disguise. A disguise, sir? Yes. Criminals are a superstitious, cowardly lot. So my disguise will be able to strike terror into their hearts. I must be a creature of the night. Black, mysterious. What's that? Something outside in the garden. It. Uh... Oh, look there, flying against the moon. It's a bat, sir. A bat? That's it, Alfred. It's an omen. The perfect disguise. I shall become a bat. And thus was born the caped crusader, the figure of the dark, this avenger of evil, the Batman. As the Batman, Bruce Wayne was able to design his own special terrifying symbols. His mask and cape, his utility belt with special tools and weapons, the Batmobile and the powerful Batplane, all with secret hiding places, enabling him to strike out at will against the forces of evil. Soon the Batman became a legend in Gotham City and elsewhere. As the strange, secret figure of the Batman swiftly brought criminal after criminal to justice, the police were quick to use his help and rely on the Batman in time of need. Hello, Commissioner Gordon speaking. Is this the governor? Ah, good. Now, you'll be glad to know I received an answer from Batman today. No, we still don't know who he really is. We'll continue to investigate, though. But frankly, I almost don't care who he is as long as he keeps up the good work. Yes, Governor. He's agreed to let us install a special private telephone line here on my desk, along with the searchlight signal on the roof. That way we can send out a call for Batman instantly, whenever we need him. No, he insists upon having the telephone installed privately so we can't trace the other end. Yes, I think it's an excellent idea. We'll call it the Bat Phone. Yeah. Exploits of the Batman soon filled the newspapers. Television and radio spread word of his conquests to all parts of the land. In the underworld, gang leaders met in secret hideaways to discuss new ways and means of protecting themselves against this deadly adversary. And in even more sinister ways, crime continued to spread its evil roots. In Gotham City, a shred of broken rope was about to weave its way into Batman's life and his future. Bruce Wayne had established the Wayne Foundation, an organization for research and sponsorship of worthwhile projects in the public interest. 
Good afternoon. This is the Wayne Foundation. Hello, Miss Marshall. This is Bruce Wayne. Yes, Mr. Wayne. Is today the day that the Foundation is taking that group of orphans to the circus? Oh, yes, and I'm glad you called. The director of the orphanage just called. He's ill and will have to get someone else to drive his group of children over there. I'm bringing two other groups and I can't. Well, why don't I bring them myself? It's pretty late in the day to call anyone else and... Well, I haven't been to a circus in a long time. <laughs> well, of course, Mr. Wayne. That's a wonderful idea, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Let me give you the address of the orphanage. Enjoying yourself, Mr. Wayne? Yes, Miss Marshall. I forgot how exciting the circus is. And these children are really having fun. Look at them. Yes, I know. Ladies and gentlemen, for the next trick, the Flying Graysons will perform an unbelievable feat on the high trapeze. Father, mother, and son, all three will attempt a simultaneous double somersault without the use of the net. Without a net? Isn't that very dangerous? Yes, it is. But they're very good, those Graysons. And that boy of theirs is fantastic. For his age, he's one of the best young acrobats I've ever seen. There they go. Oh, look. A one. A two. Oh, the trapeze. The rope is broken. They're falling. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain in your seats. Oh, how terrible. All three of them. Miss Marshall, stay here with the children. Where are you going? I want to see the owner of this circus. Those ropes are tested before every performance. They can't just break like that. Moving swiftly, Bruce Wayne disappears into the crowd. Moments later, he reappears at the office of the circus manager. But now, in his guise as Batman. Where is the owner of this circus? Mr. Brady. Here, I'm Brady. What are you... Batman? Yes. I want to show you something, Brady. Look at this rope from the trapeze. You see this here? These strands were cut, not broken. The Grayson's fall was deliberately planned. They were too experienced to have an accident like this. Yes, I know. I know. Look, uh, come into my private office here. I, I must talk to you. All right, Brady. What do you know about this? Batman, I, I wasn't going to tell anyone about this, but the Graysons, they're my star performers. They were, Brady. Never again. Oh, no. They, they... The mother and father are dead. The boy is injured, but he'll be all right. Now start talking. Who would want to murder the Graysons? Racketeers, those gangsters. What? I, I didn't dare tell anyone. They threatened me. They wanted me to pay them protection money because I refused. They... They must have decided to kill my star act. Why didn't you go to the police right away? I, I was afraid of what they'd do to me, but I, I never thought they'd do anything like this. It's awful, that poor kid, Dick Grayson. He has no other family to see his parents killed. Like All that. right, Brady, pull yourself together. Now give me the whole story. Who are they? What did those men look like? Can I see him now, Doctor? Yes, Batman, but not for long. I have given him a sedative so he can rest. Right. Dick? Dick Grayson, I want to talk to you. Batman? I thought you'd want to know, Dick. We have a good lead to the criminals who killed your parents. 
I hope to have them behind bars very soon. What? What good will it do? It won't bring my parents back. Dick, if it helps any, I know how you feel. When I was your age, my parents were killed by criminals, too. I have no one now. I'm, I'm alone, an orphan. So was I, Dick. I'm an orphan, too. You... you, too? Yes. The death of my parents, just like yours, made me decide to dedicate my whole life to fighting crime. If... if only I could do something like that, it... it would help avenge their death. Look, Batman, it, if I'm like you, I've got the same reason for wanting to fight crime. Let me join you, please. I could help. You'd have somebody to share your fight. Mm. It would be nice to have a companion. With your acrobatic ability, plus what I could teach you, maybe you could make the grade. I know I can do it, Batman. Give me a chance. Well, I really hadn't thought of it before, but I could adopt you legally as my ward. Hmm. You'd be the only other person who knows my secret identity, besides Alfred. Alfred? Who's that? You'll meet him, Dick. Very soon, I think. But right now, you'd better try to get some rest. If you're going to become the Batman's companion, you'll be starting a training schedule with me that'll keep you working day and night. Good. Good. Look forward to... to working. Dick? Doctor? He's asleep, I think, now. Good. And he's going to be all right, I think. He's going to be more than all right, Doctor. I'll see to that. That's it, Dick. Now, using judo, you're unarmed, and I come up behind you like this with a gun in your back. And I do this. Right. I'm powerless now. Now, look at the screen. This is a highly magnified picture of hairs found in a hat at the scene of a crime. What do they tell you about the criminal? Well, he was balding because the hairs have roots on them, proving they were not cut or pulled out, but fell out. Right. So, Dick, cut in the supercharger. Watch the tachometer. That's it. You can handle the Batmobile as well as I can. Now, in breaking down a random code, you first look for the frequency of repeated letters of the alphabet. The most common... Well, let's go over the utility belt once more. Okay. In here, explosive pellets. In here, smoke screen cartridges. In here, the flares... Uh, excuse me, gentlemen, but dinner is waiting, and... My master Dick, what are you wearing? His new identity, Alfred. I think Dick is finally ready to join the Batman. But Dick Grayson has become Robin, the Boy Wonder. And so the dynamic duo was born. The Batman and Robin, fighting side by side in a common cause. Now operating together as a team, Batman and Robin bring their first case to a successful conclusion in the office of Police Commissioner Gordon. And there you are, Commissioner. A complete confession of the murder of the Graysons. And enough evidence to get the rest of the gang that was working the protection racket set up for a nice long vacation. Mm. The two of you seem to have done a very thorough job. It isn't enough having one of you a mystery, not knowing who you really are, Batman. But now there's two of you. 
Why, it's downright embarrassing. I don't mind telling you I've had three of my best men tailing you for the past two weeks, trying to find out just who you really are. And it's hopeless. They've done no good at all. Oh, gosh, don't say that, Commissioner. They've done me a lot of good. What? Oh, sure. Fat Man's been able to show me all the different ways of losing people that are following you. It's been a big help to me. Will you? <laughs> get, get out of here, both of you, before I lose my temper. <laughs> the Penguin, Batman's clever enemy has recently been released from prison. While on parole, he has returned to his own manufacturing company. One day, he sends a letter to Batman. Dick, listen to this. What is it, Bruce? You remember the Penguin asked the parole board if he could reopen his umbrella manufacturing company? Yes, and they said it was okay. Right. So far, he seems to be going straight. And here's a letter the commissioner gave me from the Penguin. Guess what? He says that now that he's become a legitimate businessman, he wants Batman, who put him behind bars, to return the compliment by endorsing his line of penguin umbrellas. What? Endorse his umbrellas? He's got some nerve. Well, I'm refusing, of course, but there's something strange about this, Dick. I don't trust the penguin. Let's see that. Hmm. He's invited us to inspect his plant first. Wants us to come tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Are we going? I think Batman and Robin should have a closer look at this company of his. But we'd better watch out for one of the Penguin's usual tricks. The next afternoon, in the office of the Penguin Umbrella Company, a gleeful Penguin has just finished briefing his associates. <laughs> so Batman has refused to give me an endorsement of my umbrella. Well, in one hour, he will have changed his mind. Have the reporters and photographers been notified? Yeah, boss. We told them to be downstairs in the plant at 6 o'clock. Fine. I will be escorting Batman and Robin to our umbrella testing stand on the roof. And you know the signal. When I say the word fly, you will pull the launching spring on the platform. You're right, boss. All right. They'll all be here in half an hour. Get to your places. Now then, Batman and Robin, you've seen my entire plant. I presume you now believe me when I tell you I am quite a legitimate businessman. I see it, Penguin, but I don't quite believe it yet. <laughs> and still you won't give me an endorsement, eh? You should know better than that, Penguin. Hey, where are you taking us? Our last inspection, gentlemen. Up here on the roof is where we test our finished umbrellas. You see, there's our water spray hoses, and that giant fan is our wind machine. Hmm. Very neat, Penguin. What's this platform for over here? That's our testing stand, Batman. Here, let me give you a simple demonstration. Take one of my larger umbrellas. Uh, this one will do, I think. Uh, yes, yes. Now, Batman, take the umbrella and stand right over there on the platform. All right. I stand here with your umbrella. What then? Then? <laughs> Then you fly, Batman! <laughs> Batman, you've tossed him in the air. You! Let go of me, Robin. He's perfectly safe. Batman, open the umbrella. You can use it as a parachute. Are you all right? Yes, Robin. I can float down to the plant below. 
But when I get my hands on you, Penguin... Uh, I've got him, Batman. There, you see? Look below. He's coming down quite safely. All right, hold the door. What's that? Those flashbulbs and floodlights. Photographers. <laughs> and my little surprise, Robin. Now that Batman has personally seen the superiority of my product, I want the whole world to know about it. What? Look at that umbrella Batman used. When he opened it, there's something written on it. Yes, Robin. It says, Batman stakes his life on the quality of penguin umbrellas. <laughs> it's quite an endorsement, wouldn't you say? You'll go back to jail for this, Penguin. <laughs> what for, Robin? I've committed no crime, have I? Oh, no, my friend. Not this time. No. <laughs> Your breakfast, gentlemen, and the uh, morning paper. Thank you, Alfred. Oh, no. Look at this. Oh, yes, I know, sir. That horrid penguin person is using your name in a full-page advertisement. It says, like Batman, you two can depend on a penguin umbrella. Like Batman, it's tough and indestructible. <laughs> they got a pretty good picture of you, too. Okay, Dick, rub it in. Well, if you could have seen your face when those flashbulbs went off. <laughs> Gentlemen, your breakfast? Yes, thank you, Alfred. And take this paper away. Yes, sir. Uh, no, wait. Let me see this article. Dick, listen to this. The Penguin Umbrella Company announced today they have been chosen to supply all beach umbrellas and furnishings for the exclusive Arcadia Island Resort. Huh? The first shipment of 500 deluxe Penguin Beach Umbrellas arrives tomorrow, personally delivered by the Penguin. Arcadia Island. That's that new millionaire's resort. Supposed to be the most exclusive in the world. Yes, but somehow the combination of the Penguin and millionaires has me worried. Alfred, have the bat plane ready for us in two hours. Robin and the Batman are going to make a little trip to Arcadia Island. Batman, if my calculations are right, that must be Arcadia Island over to the right. Yes, Robin. I'm letting down. We're going to fly in low and have a look. Looks like there's an empty beach we can use for a landing strip. But they may not like unannounced visitors. Can't you radio them at all? No, Robin. They want this island resort kept private, so they purposely isolated themselves from all outside communications. But I have notified the Coast Guard of what we're doing, and they're standing by. Of course, it may just be a false alarm, but let's go down there and see. All right, Ben. Are the special umbrellas all nicely set up now on the beach? Yeah, boss. All set. Hmm, and I see the beach is nicely filled with rich people, too. All right, you know the plan. When I activate this remote radio control switch, the hidden motors in those umbrellas will start to make them spin. We've positioned them so that they will blow up a giant sandstorm, obscuring the entire beach and the clubhouse. We will all be wearing our special face masks, and under cover of the sandstorm, we will have our pick of the clubhouse treasury and all those delightful cabanas with money and jewelry lying about. <laughs> the perfect robbery. Now we're almost ready. Here are your positions. Looks peaceful enough to me, Batman. Just a bunch of happy millionaires sunning themselves. Yes, but I think we better go in for a landing anyway. 
Ready the flaps, Robin. I'm coming down. Flaps ready? All right. Wait, Batman, look down there. Those beach umbrellas, they started spinning. Look at the people running. That's sand. It's being blown over the whole beach. We can't land in that sandstorm. Look, it's being blown towards the clubhouse there. And look who's running out of the clubhouse, wearing those masks. The penguin and his men. Now they're covered up by the sand. I knew the penguin was up to something. Well, even if we can't land there, we've got to stop that sandstorm. Get the Coast Guard on the radio, Robin, and hang on! We better hide these masks and get out of here. Those guys have us spotted. Okay. Wheels locked, Robin. Wheels locked. Engine off. Engine off. Nice landing, Batman. Thanks. Robin, look over there. Hey, those guys running. It's the Penguin Gang. After them. Hey, one of them's got a gun, all right? Look, he fell. Now's our chance. Got you, my friend. And I fly through the air and connect with your chin. Nice work, Robin. One more left. There he goes. Hey, you. Wait for baby. Don't you want to join your friends? Well, <laughs> that takes care of them. But where's the penguin? Batman, look, out on the water in that small boat. Yes, the penguin using an umbrella as a sail. I'll start the plane, Batman. No, Robin, hold it. But the penguin, he's... Yes, he's sailing right into the arms of some company, Robin. Look out there on the horizon. What is it? The United States Coast Guard. I radioed them from a bat plane. Yes, and this time, I'd say the penguin's goose is really cooked. City, Police Commissioner Gordon is worried as he talks over the private bat phone on his desk. Well, of course I'm upset, Batman. You know the Joker is your arch enemy. Ever since he escaped from jail, we've all been hunting him. And the colossal nerve of the villain, sending me a personal message. Yes, that's right. He says that exactly at midnight on Wednesday, two days from now, he will kill Judge Parker, the judge who sentenced him to jail. And that neither you nor I will be able to prevent him. I'm taking personal charge of this Batman, and I want you to come down here right away. Yes, thank you. At almost the very same moment in a secret hideaway, a report is being made. The letter was delivered, just like you said, Joker. Ah, fine. By now, the commissioner must be on the bat phone calling his friend Batman for moral support. <laughs> I do wish I could have seen his face when he read my letter. 
You really think your plan's gonna work? My plans always work. It was only unfortunate coincidence that the Batman has managed to spoil my schemes in the past. But this time, I shall be prepared. Not only for any precautions the police may take, but for Batman and his young friend as well. You see this? Yeah. What is it? Batman likes to use his little tricks, his little weapons that he carries in his utility belt. Well, now I have my own utility belt. And it has a few surprises in it for Batman. This time, no one will stop me. The Joker will win this hand. <laughs> days pass swiftly. Working in close collaboration with the police commissioner, Batman and Robin help plan a tight net of security around the house of Judge Parker. Every precaution has been taken, but still, not one inkling of the Joker's diabolical plans has been discovered. Deep beneath the Wayne house, the dynamic duo leap into the mighty Batmobile. The secret exit opens. Batman and Robin are off face their unknown danger. Well, Robin, we've got everything we can to prepare for the... I just wish we had some idea of what the Joker's up to. We may find out soon enough. Check your belt. Oh, okay. Radio. Yeah. Robin to Police Unit 1. Robin to Police Unit 1. Unit 1. Come in, Robin. We are in the Batmobile approaching Judge Parker's house. Very good. All units are in position here at the house. Over. Over and out. Batman, I still don't think it's a good idea for us to be outside the house. That's the way the commissioner wants it, Robin. He may be right. After all, the house inside is most secure. They've searched it from top to bottom three times today and sealed it off. Any move the Joker makes will have to come from outside, and we've got to be ready for him. And the judge doesn't want any policemen inside the house either? That's right. But he has agreed to just let Commissioner Gordon stay inside with him. You and I will be stationed right outside with the first radio unit. Right. Is that the house? Yes. There's Detective Hennessy. Oh, Bart, Robin. Hi, Hennessy. How's it going? Oh, quite as a mouse so far. We've checked the grounds twice in the last half hour. There isn't a leaf stirring. And Commissioner Gordon? He's been inside there with Judge Parker for the past hour. He checks in on the two-way radio every ten minutes. Then there's nothing to do now but wait and watch. We don't know where or when he'll strike. But if I know the Joker, he never makes an idle boast. Somehow I have a feeling that he's close by. Well, Commissioner, I think I won that hand. That makes me two up on you. Care for another game? You're very good at cards, Judge Parker. Here, it's my deal. Mm, your hands seem to be trembling, Commissioner. Surely I'm the one who should be nervous. Look at the clock. It's almost 12. And as I told you, nothing has happened. Don't be too sure, Judge Parker. You don't know the Joker the way I do. No, but I have absolute faith in your department and all the precautions you've taken. There it is, Judge. 12 o'clock. Still not worried? Now let's stop talking about it and play. Your pick of the cards, Judge. <laughs> eh? What are you doing? What? This card I've drawn, it's... It... Yes, the Joker. The Joker wins this game. 
Even you were fooled, Judge Parker. The Joker. You see? <laughs> what? A rubber mask. I prepare this mask myself, Judge. Don't you know that I, the Joker, am a master of disguise? Rather a good likeness of the Commissioner, wouldn't you say? But, but, where is the Commissioner? <laughs> where he can't do any harm. Tied up in the trunk of his car, where I was waiting for him this evening. And, and you just walked in here past all the police? Of course. They also think that I am the Commissioner. Everyone was looking for me inside or outside the house. No one expected me to be in the Commissioner's car. <laughs> now, Judge Barker, it's time for my revenge. For all those months I spent in jail because of you. No, no, that gun... Stay where you are, Judge, and don't move. This gun is absolutely silent. It merely shoots a tiny needle of my own special design into your body, but you won't be able to cry out for help. This special poison on this needle will stretch your lips in death into the famous trademark of the Joker, the death grin. No, 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 I, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> That's right, Judge, beg me, please. <laughs> Two minutes after 12, Batman. The commissioner was supposed to check in on the radio at 12, but I can't get any answer. Robin, we better go in. I don't like it. Well, I've got to stay by the radio. My orders Let's are... go, Batman. The door's locked. It's too heavy to break down. Let's use the window. Here goes. In there, Robin. Commissioner Gordon, are you all right? Batman, he's not the commissioner. That's a mask. He's the Joker. What? <laughs> Surprise, Batman. And here's another. Look out, Batman. His gun. Here, this statue. <laughs> My arm. Nice throw, Robin. You haven't got me yet, Batman. I still have another surprise for you in my belt. Look, Batman, he's got a utility belt like ours. Watch it, Robin. <laughs> but my utility belt is full of tricks like this. <laughs> Sneezing powder. Then this. <laughs> Tear gas. Watch it, Judge. <laughs> and a few smoke pellets, too, gentlemen. What's the matter? Can't you see? <laughs> hey, what's going on in there? We're coming in. It's all right, Hennessy. I'm coming out. Goodbye for now, gentlemen. <laughs> Commissioner, what's happened? Uh, it's all right, Hennessy. The judge knocked over a lamp. Give me the keys to your car. The radio car? But why... Well, that's an order, Hennessy. Yeah, yes, sir. Here you are, but... And why, don't why... go inside that room. Hennessy! <coughs> Hennessy, in here, quickly! Oh, oh, what in the name of... Where did he go? <laughs> the, the commissioner? He, he took my car, but why... That's not the commissioner. It's the Joker in disguise. The commissioner's in the trunk of his own car. Get him out fast. Come on, Robin. The Batmobile. After him. <laughs> Ahead, Batman. Right, we're gaining on him, and we'll soon. Look! The Joker's throwing something out the window of his car. Wh Our tires! Blow up! Those are heavy tacks the Joker threw into the road. I can't control the car. Robin, use the rocket launcher. Aim for his wheels. Right, here goes. Stopped him. He's out of control. He's going off the road. Yes, and so are we, almost. 
Well, let's go and finish him off, Robin. Hey, look. He's unconscious. He must have hit his head. Fine. Saves wear and tear on my fists. Well, let's tie him up. Yes, and let's use his utility belt. That's the best thing to do with it. There. Uh, uh, where... What happened? We had a few surprises of our own for you, Joker. But your belt came in handy after all. See? Oh, my arm. Can't move. Batman. Robin. Good heavens, How I've been... How did you get him? The Joker? Here he is. All wrapped up and ready to go. That fiend. He was hiding in my car. Knocked me out and then... My. He does look like me, doesn't he? Let's take off that mask now, Joker. Ow! Oh. Sorry the party's over, Joker, but we'll be glad to visit you in jail. scene is the bedroom of Peter Parker, the teenage student whom many consider to be a shy bookworm. But oh, if they only knew. Uncle Ben is dead, and all because I was too late to save him. My Spider-Man costume. I wish there were no such thing. It all started when I was bitten by a radioactive spider. Ouch! And I found myself possessed of a spider's powers. So I designed a costume to go into show business and cash in. But while I was busy showing off, an armed burglar fired one fatal shot at Uncle Ben when he was surprised robbing our house. As soon as I learned what had happened, I sped through the city via my spider's web, lusting for vengeance. He won't escape, Spider-Man. And I soon caught the killer and turned him over to the police. Human. And now, Uncle Ben is gone, and Aunt May and I are alone. And what's worse, without Uncle Ben, we've no money to pay our bills. Please give me a little more time. I'll pay the rent next week, if you'll only wait. And so? Aunt May, there's only one thing to do. 
I've got to quit school and get a job. No, Peter, you mustn't. Your uncle always dreamed of you being a scientist someday. You must continue your studies. I've got to help Aunt May somehow. Wait. With my powers as Spider-Man, I can do anything. I can go anywhere. No one, nothing can stop me. Any amount of money could be mine just for the taking. No. What am I thinking of? I'm no criminal. I'm not a thief. Besides, if I were ever arrested and imprisoned, it would break Aunt May's heart. No, there's only one other way. I've got to perform again. I've got to bring my Spider-Man act before the public once more. I'll call a booking agent tonight. A few days later, at school... Hey, gang, look! Spider-Man's gonna put on a show at the town hall tonight! And the admission's only a dollar. Let's all go. Well, count me out, kids. I can't make it. Well, we might have known he'd rather study. Oh, who needs that walking bookworm anyway? It'd be more fun without him. Page That night, as the audience is amazed by Spider-Man's prowess, none suspect the real reason that Peter Parker couldn't be in the audience. I couldn't very well be doing this act and sitting in the audience also. Finally, after the show... It's time to pay you, Spider-Man, but I can't give you cash. I've got to give you a check, so there's a record for taxes. What name should I write the check out to? Name? I can't tell you my real name. No one must know my identity. Just make out the check to Spider-Man. Okay, you're the boss. But you'll have a mighty tough time cashing it. A tough time cashing it, eh? Well, we'll just see about that. I'd like to cash this check. I'll uh, have to see some identification. What about my costume? Don't be silly. Anyone can wear a costume. You have a social security card or a driver's license in the name of Spider-Man? No, no, I don't. But as Spider-Man finds that he cannot cash his desperately needed check, just across town, a man at a typewriter is making still more trouble for him. When I'm through with this attitude, Spider-Man will be run out of town. And the next night... Might as well go on back where you came from, Spider-Man. There'll be no show tonight, or any night. What? Why? What happened? This happened. Look at this editorial. The paper has everyone so steamed up, they'll probably toss you in jail if you show your face. But why? What have they got against me? What have I done? The headline reads... Spider-Man, menace, but not satisfied with merely writing editorials, J. Jonah Jameson, publisher of the powerful Daily Bugle, delivers lectures all over town. We cannot allow that masked menace to take the law into his own hands. He is a bad influence on our youngsters. Children may try to imitate his fantastic feats. Think what would happen if they make a hero out of this lawless, inhuman monster, we must not permit it. I say that Spider-Man must be outlawed. There is no place for such a dangerous creature in our fair city. The youth of this nation must learn to respect real heroes, men such as my son, John Jameson, the test pilot. Not selfish freaks, such as Spider-Man, 
A masked menace who refuses to even let us know his true identity? I don't get it. How do other superhuman guys like the Fantastic Four and the Ant-Man get away with it? Nobody bothers them. And they always seem to make enough dough. Ah, I don't even believe that there is a Spider-Man. It's all a publicity stunt. Well, if I can't make a living as Spider-Man, the only other thing to do is find a part-time job. I'll take a look through the want ads. But again, Peter Parker meets with frustration. Sorry, sir, school kid. The job I advertised is for a man. But... Extra John Jameson about to orbit Earth in rocket! See, that looks like... It is. It's Aunt May. I wonder where she's going. Oh, no. She's pointing her jewelry. She might be desperate for money, but she doesn't want me to know. She doesn't want to worry me. For me. She's doing it all for me. And there's no way I can repay her. No way I can help her. Can't even find a job. Extra John Jameson, son of the publisher of the Daily Bugle, about to orbit Earth. It's all his fault. Because of him, I can't perform in public as a Spider-Man. But I can't give up. I've got to earn some money somehow. I can't let Aunt May down. Even if it means the Spider-Man will again stalk the city by night. Spider-Man Part Two. Next day, having nothing better to do, Peter Parker finds himself among the spectators anxiously awaiting the orbit flight of John Jameson. It sure must take a lot of courage to go up in one of those babies. I'll bet even Spider-Man would think twice before volunteering for this ride, huh? I suppose so. Fifteen minutes to blast off. All unauthorized personnel, clear the field. This is it, John. Make your country proud of you, son. As proud as I, your father, am today. I'll do my best, Dad. I promise. Good luck to you, boy. Minutes later, the capsule with John Jameson inside is set in orbit by a perfect launch. Age eight. But then disaster strikes. A small section of the forward guidance package breaks loose from the capsule and falls into space. Without this essential guidance unit, the capsule goes into an erratic orbit, completely out of control. Something's wrong. I can't control her. This flashing red light, it can mean only one thing. I've lost the heart of the guidance device. There's no way to direct the capsule now. Meanwhile, miles away... What is it? What went wrong? Capsule is out of control, sir. Component 243B has broken loose. Condition red. What's that? Without the missing part, he will continue to go into lower and lower orbit until he crashes to Earth. Gentlemen, we haven't much time. We must find some way to save John Jameson's life, even though the capsule is doomed. Acting with desperate speed, the space technicians attempt to drop a steel net to catch the capsule, but with no success. A complete miss. We've got to find a better way. While unsuspected by all, a better way does exist, in the form of Peter Parker, 
who has observed the entire dramatic event. There's only one person who can save John Jameson. And that is Spider-Man. I've got to reach the missile control center the fastest way. The way that only Spider-Man can take. Made it! And now... We have a spare 24-3B guidance unit, but there's no way to get it to Jameson in time. You're wrong. There is a way. Spider-Man! Let me have the missing unit. I'll get it to the capsule somehow. Very well. We have nothing to lose. There is no way we can do it. Spider-Man bad. He's just a publicity-seeking phony. He's trying to grab a headline. What can he do? Instead of flapping your lips, mister, just watch and see what I can do. Wait! H-M. The capsule is getting lower every second. I've got to reach a jet fast. Arriving at a nearby field, Spider-Man's amazing web shoots out, engulfing the guard's gun hand before the sentry can fire. Oh! Identify yourself! No time for that now. Within seconds, the mighty costumed figure has commandeered a plane and a pilot. As they take to the air... I'll probably be grounded forever for doing this, Spider-Man. But I got a hunch that if anyone can save that poor Joker, you're the guy. Here comes the capsule now. We can never catch it. We don't have to catch it. Wait. What are you going to do? I've got to hitch a ride on that thing as it passes by. This will be my first and last chance. If it doesn't work, look out below. Here goes. I hit it. Mustn't let go. I've got to pull myself up, fighting against all this wind resistance. Even my strength can just barely do it. I shouldn't have any trouble about performing in public. I'll bet even Mr. Jameson himself would hire me. But when he reads the next edition of the newspaper, Peter Parker is astounded to see... Oh, no. It can't be. It isn't possible. Why? Why? The headline reads, This newspaper demands that Spider-Man be arrested and prosecuted. Editorial by J. Jonah Jameson. Page 14. It was all a plot by Spider-Man to steal the spotlight from my son. I accuse Spider-Man himself of sabotaging the capsule so that the guidance unit would fall off. Spider-Man unlawfully broke into a military base and commandeered a plane by force. 
Then by means of a grandstand play, he tried to make a hero of himself. But he caused an important missile test to fail and set our space program back by many weeks. I repeat, Spider-Man is a menace to America. Unfortunately, if something is shouted loud enough, there are always those who will believe it. Hear me more than ever now. Spider-Man ought to be run out of the country. And how? And finally, under pressure of the angry newspaper man's continual barrage, the headline reads, Wanted. Caution. He is dangerous. Report him to the nearest FBI office. Spider-Man. Reward for his capture. Oh, dear. I certainly hope they find that horrible Spider-Man and lock him up before he can do any harm. What do I do now? How can I prove I'm not dangerous? How can I convince people that I wasn't responsible for the failure of that capsule? Everything I do as Spider-Man seems to turn out wrong. What good is my fantastic power if I cannot use it? Or must I be forced to become what they accuse me of being? Must I really become a menace? Perhaps that is the only course left for me. And so, a lonely boy sits and broods with the fate of society at stake. What will his decision be? What will Spider-Man do next? Only time will tell. Can you defeat a man who can change his identity before you can catch him? Perhaps you don't know the answer, but the Spider-Man was determined to find out, no matter what the cost. Extra bonus extra. In this same amazing tale, you will meet America's most famous, most colorful group of super-adventurers the Fantastic Four, page 16. We know him as Peter Parker, but the world knows him only as Spider-Man. Say, why didn't I think of it before? There's the way I can make some money, by joining the Fantastic Four. They'll probably jump at the chance to have a teenager with superpowers working with them. It'll be a natural their private elevator. The plain thing isn't working. Uh-oh, I forgot. It can only be operated by one of the four using a special electronic beam. Well, that won't stop Spider-Man. Forcing a couple of locked doors open is mere child's play for... Heck, I didn't figure the elevator would be above me. No room to climb past it. Minutes later, Peter Parker reaches the roof of an adjoining building. 
Well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I should have thought of this right away. They'll probably be twice as impressed when they see how easily I get into their private skyscraper headquarters. Here goes nothing. Meanwhile, down below... It's the Spider-Man. What a bonus I'll get for this shot. He's heading for the Fantastic Four's headquarters. He balances himself on that strand of web like a human spider. At that moment, an alarm rings in the ready room of the Fantastic Four. The alarm. Someone is trying to sneak in. He must be some kind of nut to think he can take us by surprise. There's his picture on our viewplate. It's Spider-Man. Why didn't he phone for an appointment like anyone else? Because he's a teenage cornball show-off. Just like the torch. How obliging of them to leave a window open for me. This is a breeze. Activate defense measure B just to be safe. Greetings, group. You shouldn't make it so easy for people to drop in on you. Got news for you, loudmouth. It ain't that easy. What? A plexiglass cage dropped from the ceiling. This gizmo may keep out the riffraff, gruesome, but it's a joke to me. That device costs us thousands. If you wreck it... Don't worry, rubber face. This quake's gonna be taught some manners right now. <clears throat> oh, you big ape, who do you think you're pushing around? Did you forget you're messing with a guy who has the proportionate strength of a spider? That crying out, that's what I get for pulling my punch on account of his size. Now, hold it, son. We don't want to fight with any strangers. At least not till we know what we're fighting about. Who's fighting? Just consider this a little exhibition. He caught my hand in that net of his. He certainly does live up to his name. Age 18. While invisible, I might be able to get this rope over our impetuous young friend. My spider instinct senses danger behind me. Got to move fast. Who tossed that rope? See anyone? Wait! It must be the invisible girl. Well, I'll just give her a whirl for her money. That's it, you animated insect. Fun's over. I'll settle you now. Flame on. He's got me in a circle of flame. Well, I'll just jump over that cloud's little trap and keep out of reach until his flame dies down. Then it'll be my turn. Hey, stay still, darn it. Okay, that's it. No more fun and games, fella. Someone might get hurt. Now, suppose you tell us what you're here for. Get out of the way, Killjoy. Give me another crack at him. It's about time someone asked me. I came here to join up with you. I want to be a member of the Fantastic Four. So I thought I'd give you a demonstration of what I can do. So now let's get down to business. How much does the job pay? I figure I'm worth your top salary. I knew it. That coop has rocks in his head. Afraid you made a mistake, Spider-Man. We're a non-profit organization. We pay no salaries or bonuses. Any profit we make goes into scientific research. You came to the wrong place, pal. This isn't General Motors. We just keep enough money to pay our expenses. Every other cent goes into developing the most effective super crime-fighting apparatus we can create. Besides, aren't you wanted by the police? This isn't Outlaws Anonymous. I might have known. You're just like all the rest. Ready to believe the worst of anyone. Okay, keep me out of your group. Who needs you? I'll make you guys look like pikers. Wait, come back. Too bad he left so suddenly. Perhaps we could have helped him. 
Ah, uh, we've got enough problem kids to worry about now. Somehow, I have a feeling we'll be hearing more from that young man in the future. And now, our scene shifts to a defense installation at the edge of town. With my multi-packet disguise vest, it will be an easy matter for the chameleon to become you, friend janitor. Minutes later. So far, so good. Disguised as the janitor, it was easy to gain access to this restricted area. And now, another fast change, and I will take the identity of Professor Newton. Ha! Nothing can stop the chameleon. With the right disguise, I can steal anything from anywhere unchallenged. That night, at the chameleon hideout. The Iron Curtain countries will pay a fortune for these plans. Hmm. A TV news bulletin. The entire city is wondering why Spider-Man visited the Fantastic Four today. No comment, says the FF. Rumors are flying all over New York. Unofficial sources claim Spider-Man is being considered for membership in the FF. Nonsense, claims the police commissioner. Hmm. I think Spider-Man's visit is of interest to the comedian, too. Yes, indeed. Very interesting. The headline reads, Latest on Spider-Man. Grand jury requests immediate probe. The FBI has been alerted for possible action. There is only one reason Spider-Man would want to join the Fantastic Four. Being sought by the police, there is no way for him to earn a legitimate living. He must be desperate for money. And this is where I come in. Spider-Man will make a perfect Paul guy for me. When I steal the second half of these missile defense plans, I'll have him put the police off my trail. Spider-Man has the powers and instincts of a spider. So I will send him a message that only his spider senses will be able to pick up. Clogging Spider-Man. Meet me on roof of Lark Building at ten tonight. It will be very profitable for you. And miles away, at a neighborhood museum, where Peter Parker is studying the spider exhibit. Someone's trying to contact Spider-Man. I can sense the frequency waves. But who? Well, no matter who it is, I can't afford to pass up a chance for profit. I'll just leave my clothes up here, and then... A few minutes before 10 p.m. Almost time for me to take over the elevator night shift. Yes, it is time. But not for you, but the chameleon. After binding and gagging the real elevator operator, the bogus one brazenly takes his place. I'll believe you now. It's about time I'm pushed. Then once inside the elevator, so far, my timetable is running right to the split second. Now to change to my Spider-Man, guys. And finally... Spider-Man? 
How did you get in? What do you want? Those missile defense plans which you're holding. I can't believe it. You, a traitor. Wait. My web will keep you a prisoner until I can escape. This artificial web isn't as strong as Spider-Man's real one, but no one will notice the difference. Seconds later. Help! Police! Spider-Man's heading for the roof with stolen plans! Help! He finally broke free. Good. It's all going according to plan. Here's my ship. I can't fail now. I'll be gone just before the real Spider-Man gets here. I'm sorry I won't be there to hear Spider-Man try to talk himself out of my trap. Strange. That helicopter must have just left the roof I'm heading for. I wonder who sent for me. Nobody is waiting on the roof. Look, there he is. Free, Spider-Man! We want those secret plans you stole. Plans? Stole? I'm beginning to smell a rat. I don't know what this is all about, but nobody's framing me for anything. That'll hold you till I can get away. What a fool I was. The message was a trick to pin a crime on me, and I fell for it. But who could have? Wait, that helicopter. The pilot is the one the police really want. He hasn't flown too far. I can use my spider senses to tune in on the ship, get its location. Got him. He's out towards the waterfront. I've got to stop him. Stage 22. Well, if I'm going to catch me a speeding whirly bird, there's only one way to do it. And that is to get a real fast start, like this. reach the sea, but I can make a parachute out of my web and float down to that motorboat below. I'm not licked yet. Minutes later. I'm just in time. There's a plane, and there's a red sub surfacing to meet it. But with my web over the conning tower, they won't be able to open the hatch. Our hatch is jammed. It won't open. How will we get the plans, comrade? Forget the plans. We've been seen, submerged. Now they'll find out who framed me. Spider-Man. But how? I can't shake him off, no matter how I maneuver. He, he ripped off the door with his bare hands. End of the line for you, Tommy. Head the ship toward shore, and I mean now. And before the police have left the Lark Building roof. Look! Here's the guy you're looking for. The guy who stole those plans and impersonated me. But in the next split second, the wily chameleon drops a tiny smoke pellet and breaks free in the confusion. Before they know what happened, I'll have taken a new disguise and be free. He can't get out of the building. All exits are guarded. Search every room. Let them search. I knew this disguise would come in handy. Who would ever suspect the policeman? I'll look in here, man. I'll take this corridor. And I'll head for the street under your very noses. But again, the chameleon has reckoned without Spider-Man's supernatural spider's instincts. The tingle, I feel. My quarry is close, within striking distance. He's wise to me. If I can just pull this fuse. 
One of these cops must be a phony. He's doused the lights. But that won't stop me. I can still sense him in the dark. I'll just shoot my web over. Oh, no. I'm all out of the special fluid. Page 24. I've got to reach that exit before he does. This is the fastest way. That finger leaving the others. It's him. But as the lights go on again, the chameleon resorts to one last desperate ruse. Help! Grab him. It's the chameleon disguised as Spider-Man again. What? Oh, no, you don't. You're not going to fool us that way a second time. Wait, he's lying. I am Spider-Man. It worked. Now to slip away. In a fit of white-hot fury, the powerful Spider-Man wrenches free of the startled officer's grasp and... Look at him go up that wall. He was the real Spider-Man. Every time I try to help, I get into worse trouble. Well, they can catch that spy themselves now. And within minutes, catch him they do. Here he is, Captain. I spotted him by his torn uniform. I could see his other disguise beneath it. Blast it. I must have ripped it in my scuffle with Spider-Man. And as the chameleon is led away, a lone figure loses himself in the shadows of the silent night. Nothing turns out right. Sub, I wish I had never gotten my superpowers. Later, as the late editions come out, four famous figures ponder the case of the amazing Spider-Man. Reed, he's so powerful and so confused. What if Spider-Man ever turns his superpowers against the law? Yeah. If a teenager can be so blame strong, I'll strongly be when he gets older. Uh, we won't ever have to worry about him. Won't we, Johnny? I wonder. The end. Wow, that took me back a few years. And we hope you enjoyed listening to our comic book classics episode today. And don't forget, please subscribe and share. And always remember, keep the dream alive. See you soon on Garage Fly Radio.